Hey everyone, it's Alisa, and I am back with another episode of the Caps Playbook, the Tactical Practical Podcast for anyone out there who is a practitioner or is looking to become a practitioner in the profession-based learning Caps ecosystem. So today I am bringing you another snippet from a conversation that was had back in November of 2021 um, on our other podcast called The Network. And that episode is called Into the Wild. And Corey sat down and talked to Danielle Bucall and Michael Krill. If you tuned into the last episode of the Caps Playbook, these names will be familiar. Their voices are familiar. And you might be asking yourself, okay, why are we listening to another pull or another section from Into the Wild? And I got to thinking about it. And I realized that I think this episode, the Into the Wild episode, might be the original inspiration for the Caps Playbook. Um, at the time, in 2021, I was a Caps filmmaking instructor, um, was a couple years into my practice and looking for ways to refresh, renew uh, the work I was doing. And I remember as the podcast producer sitting and listening to this episode be recorded and just walking away feeling inspired, feeling energized, and feeling like feeling like I had new tools in my toolkit. And I'm hopeful that the CAPS playbook is some of that for all of you out there. I know that it's a resource that um, I've heard other people ask for, you know, a resource where they can hear about cool practices and cool techniques and cool projects that people are doing around the network. Um, but all that to say, the reason I want to bring you another uh, little section from that original network episode is because I think that there's an, there's several things that Danielle and Michael share that are really practical they're pretty easy to implement. Um, they can be done at any point throughout the semester. And so that our last playbook episode was about an ethnography ex- uh, kind of experience that Danielle and Michael set up for their students. I encourage you to go listen to that episode. But today, I'm going to let Danielle and Michael tell you in their words how they expose students to a networking scenario they've probably never come across before. And frankly, a scenario where most adults still don't really know how to handle either. So this might be useful for all of us, students and practitioners alike. I'm also reminded of another example, and this was just a few years ago. Uh, You all knew I was coming up and you had me meet you at a restaurant. (laughs) Oh yeah. And I thought, oh, we're gonna get lunch and talk. And it's like, well, we're gonna have students there. Is that okay? I was like, of course, I love seeing students. So I think, oh, we're just gonna, have lunch with some students and it's, you know, well, it was much more intentional than that. You had me pegged as one of your business uh, mentors or experts. I don't know what, how you called it. Um, whatever it was, you gave me too much credit with the, whatever title you gave me, but, but it was really interesting because you essentially had me paired with a student and I ended up having interactions with, I think two or three students that day over a meal. Can you, can you talk and share a little bit about that? Because I found it to be a really fascinating activity. So we call this their professional luncheon. And this idea came to be because our students were getting really good at interacting with adults. 
in a variety of environments, but one thing that we noticed we were lacking in providing them is how to eat and yeah. communicate beyond this is who I am as a high school student, and this is how professional etiquette looks while dining. So we coordinated a luncheon at a local restaurant that is probably fancier than most of our students go on a, on a daily basis, and that's intentional. And we put them into groups that are mixed with different professionals from the area that they don't know. And the whole idea behind it is that they can introduce themselves order, eat, and converse without talking about high school. So it forces them to be prepared on current events or how to ask questions with an adult, how to interact with an adult, because that's something that's still awkward to them. And I think the high school setting is false for them, right? Because high school teachers were not the best role models for professionals that they'll be working for in the future, regardless of what industry they go into. We're not the best models of that. So um, it's a really unique experience. The students are terrified It's interesting too, because as we were planning this, I happened to have a friend who had just graduated um, with his engineering degree and he got hired by Briggs and Stratton, which is up here. And he, on his first week, got invited to go for a week long business trip down to Indianapolis. And he called me afterwards and he was telling me about how scary it was. He said, I got invited to this and I didn't know what to wear. And I was at all these meetings and we, they kept taking us out for dinner every night. Like they had lobster and they had pizza. And I was like, oh, I want to go to this place. But he was telling me that he didn't know how to act and he had never had any opportunity to interact with anybody other than his peers or like if he went with hmm. his parents somewhere growing up. And that, that immediately I came back to school, I think the next day I was like, Danielle, this is like this, this activity is so powerful for so many reasons. We're actually giving students that real opportunity to have that business luncheon or meeting that that they're going to have in the next five to seven years, and they're already going to know how to do it. And so even this little bit is so important. And they get this practice now so they can kind of reflect on that and make those differences. I remember telling you before, nobody knows what a luncheon is. Oh, yeah. They don't know what so a luncheon part, is. <laughs> like explaining, you know, what is a luncheon? I think we even sometimes review how to spell it because nobody knows they how were, to spell it, right? We're going to go there with lunch it. On, like, Lunchy on. on. Yeah. Lunchy on. It was like, no, it's a lunch. We yeah. <laughs> so make sure we know that prior to the event. Yes. Um, but again, it's so powerful. And these kids, they build connections, right? And that's what this is all about. It's about networking. It's about building those connections, knowing how to communicate effectively in any situation. And as terrifying as it is for them to start, they actually, this is one of the highlights um, by the end of the semester. They look back and they're like, oh, it was so cool that I got to meet Mr. Corey and he taught me this and I learned this and I got a business card from this person. And that's what it's all about. And it's so cool that these students within an hour overcome a huge fear and they learn to see themselves as beyond I'm an 18 year old high school student who plays football, who sings in the choir, you know, like it keeps yeah. And that's a really hard skill because they're doing that on a daily basis. So it's so cool uh, for us to observe, for us to hear their feedback, and then obviously to collect from our professional guests, like what did they pick up on? What did they notice? What were the strengths of the team and whatnot? It actually, and it wasn't hard to set up either. We got a hold of a local restaurant here. Um, We called, we talked to them. We asked if they could make some sort of a 
negotiation on a deal off the price of food and like make an option for this. And business leaders around the area jumped at the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Come out and have lunch and meet some of the high schoolers. That would be fantastic. So it's been, it's actually an easy thing to set up once you have the mindset that you want to do that. Yeah. Well, it was, it was really cool. I, I actually just here a few weeks ago was scrolling through some old pictures of uh, visits with CAPS affiliates, and I ran across a picture. I, I'm guessing one of you took it, but it was me and three of the students I interacted with that day. And I will attest and back you up in what you say. They, they were all scared to death when that thing was starting. <laughs> but it sure didn't take very long. Once you get in that environment, you realize, you know, the people sitting across from you are just as curious about you as you are, you know, about them. And, and suddenly you're off and running with conversation. I remember sharing business cards with all three of them. And if I remember right, um, looking back at this picture, I think that I had given all three of them a lapel pin from Caps Network and they were wearing those pins. So that it was just, uh, and big smiles and everybody was really comfortable and networked by the time that was all done. And uh, I left really excited about what I saw. It was it was a really cool CAPS event for sure. I think too, like the feedback we get is as basic as I knew how to eat properly at prom to I felt way more confident in my next job interview. And like that's that's the whole purpose, right? So it's cool to see the the vast differences in, in what they took away from that event. But yeah, that's one big highlight um, of our initial step in the course. I don't know about you, but just thinking about my very first networking lunch or lunch interview honestly makes me squirm in my seat. It was so uncomfortable. And I know that I could have done so much better had I had an experience like the one Danielle and Michael are creating for their students. Um, You know, it brings to mind a story that has stuck with me since the sixth grade. And so where I went to school in the sixth grade, part of the sixth grade was learning table manners, which now feels a little antiquated, but um, maybe we need it again from what Danielle and Michael are telling us. So I just remember my sixth grade teacher in an, in an order to stress how important it was to have the right manners and to know how to network or know how to converse or handle yourself in a lunch or meal scenario. She told us the story about her husband's very first job interview. And um, the and so the story goes that he went to this job interview. It was a dinner um, where he had to talk to the CEO of this company. And after the dinner that my teacher's husband, you know, was thinking, hey, this went pretty well. I had great answers to these questions. Um, I've got it in the bag. But before the check came, the CEO looked at this man and said, you know, you're really impressive. You have so many qualities that we look for in a, in a candidate for our company, but I'm not going to hire you. And here's why. And the CEO c- proceeds to say, I'm not going to hire you because you put salt on your meal before you even tried it. Which to... The person being interviewed sounded like a ridiculously absurd thing. Um, But the CEO went on to say, the reason I am taking that approach is that you 
putting salt and pepper on your food before even tasting it tells me that you think you know better than the expert, that you think you know better than the chef who has prepared this meal. Um, And I think that that's, you know, I think there's a lot of things that we could dig in on that story. Um, There's a lot of ways to say, oh, that's about open-mindedness and it's about leadership and it's about all these things. But frankly, as a sixth grader, I heard, ooh, don't screw up eating lunch with a CEO, right? So I heard as a sixth grader, and what has stuck with me is just how important the way you handle yourself and the choices you make are around scenarios where you eat meals with people. Um, and that maybe, you know, sounds like I'm conflating this this idea, but um, I do think it's important. And I think that's what's really cool about what Danielle and Michael have done for their students. Um, you know, I've had at least five job interviews that have been conducted over a meal. Um, and they get easier with time, but they're all a little cringy as well. So um, I think it's just something that comes with practice. And if we don't give our students that opportunity to practice, how else are they going to learn? Um, the other cool thing about this is, again, this is something that you can do at any time in the semester. It's something that you could do really early on in a boot camp. Um, I know Danielle and Michael do a camp th- kind of Uh, time at the beginning of their semester, but you could do it in the middle of the semester. You could do it at the end of the semester. It could be part of your culminating event for your class, right? If students are um, bringing their mentors or bringing uh, people to the table where they get to pitch ideas or um, pitch their experience from their semester. So there's lots of really interesting ways to integrate this into your classroom and into your practice. Um, so as always, I hope you all are out there feeling joyful about your work, feeling motivated and creative. Um, I know that I am personally gearing up for a lot more travel this spring semester to see a lot of you out there in the ecosystem, which is my favorite part of this job. And, um, I'm just excited to learn more about the cool things that you're doing inside of your classroom. So hopefully I get to see some of you in person soon. Others, I will also make a plug that we are about to release registration for CAPS Summer Huddle of 2023. Our tagline is Education Elevated. We're out in Provo, Utah this year, June 26th to the 28th. Mark your calendars. It's going to be a great time. Um, So as always, I am out here supporting, cheering you on. You're doing awesome, amazing things. Keep it up. And until next time, have a great day.